Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, coming up. If you followed all the Ayurvedic practices that one would do in a, a day, that's called Dinacharya, Din is day and char, you know, Chari is the routine, the practices, you really wouldn't get much else done, if I'm honest. So you have to take the bits that are working best for you. So we would start, as many people start, with hot water and lemon in the in the morning. We would start with a meditation. We would do tongue scraping. We would do oil pulling. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice, and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media, as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast, as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hi, how are you doing? So I have got such an amazing guest today. I have got Anita Korshaw. Now she is the co-founder of Maui Rituals, which is such a gorgeous Ayurveda skincare brand. And we talk lots about Ayurveda, so about Indian medicine, and we talk about the three main doshas or constitutions and how you can understand a little bit more about your dosha, not only for your health and happiness, and to live your true and most authentic life, but also for your skin as well. So if you want to understand a little bit more about your skin according to your dosha type, then this episode is a must listen. Now, I'm a big fan of the Maui Rituals Cancer Wand. Now, Cancer Wands are so beautiful. If you want to know more about them, you must listen to episode 32 of the Face Yoga Expert podcast when I talk about the five facial tools I'm obsessed by. And I talk loads about this cancer wand, which Maui Rituals often call a dome. And it's so gorgeous for the skin. It works on the marma points. It's good for detoxing. It's good for lifting and firming. So Maui Rituals have very kindly given you guys a code to get free shipping if you use the link below. So you can use the link in the show notes and then use the code Danielle. So D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, all in capital letters, and that will give you free shipping. And before we get into this week's episode, just a little reminder about our distance learning teacher training course. So if you are listening to this and you have been thinking for a while that you would like to become one of our certified teachers of the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method, now is a great time to do it because you can do it in the comfort of your own home. Not only do you do all your study at home, but you can teach from home as well. And we're in such uncertain times at the moment that anything we can do where we can learn a skill from home to either add to our current skill set or as a brand new venture, and then anything that we can then teach from home. So therefore make money and help and inspire people from the comfort of your own home 
is always going to be good. So you can do the distance learning teacher training either with one of our super trainers, which is 395 British pounds, or you can do it with me as your trainer, which is 495 British pounds. You do a minimum of 12 hours home study of the manual, which is a written manual with photos and videos. And then you do a written assignment, which will take you between about 45 minutes and an hour. And then you spend 30 minutes on Skype or Zoom with either myself or one of our amazing super trainers. And you do a 10 minute practical assignment. And you also have plenty of time on there to ask questions. And you become a fully qualified teacher of face yoga. It's an international qualification. It allows you to teach anywhere in the world. You can get started right away. And something which many people say is English is not my first language. So if you're at home and you're thinking English isn't my first language, but I'm still super keen to do this, don't worry at all. I'd probably say maybe 60 to 70% of our teachers have English as their second language. So as long as you're fairly confident with writing and reading English, then you can absolutely do the manual. But we do have super trainers in lots of different countries as well now. So we may have one who speaks your language. So that's just a little bit about our teacher training. If you go to faceyogaexpert.com slash teacher training all the information is there. And let's get into this week's episode with the most amazing and super gorgeous Anita. Hi, Anita. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you? Thank you so much for asking me. And um, second time round, we're doing great. I'm really <laughs> good. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting in my home office, which is in the garden. And it's, it's really blissful, actually, really blissful. The rain was coming down this morning and it was such a pleasure to see it because I'm not in it. I'm just witnessing it. So I feel great. Really good. That's amazing. in the office, so uh, <laughs> we get to have our time apart, which is also, it's good. That's so lovely. And for anyone that doesn't know, um, Bitu's your husband and you both run Maoli Rituals together, which is your amazing business and brand. And as yes. someone myself who runs a business and a brand with my husband, I know the ups <laughs> and the downs of, yes. of that for sure. How have you two found that working together has been over the years? You know, there's no one I trust more. And mm. you you would feel the same yeah. about your husband. And I think in all, Bitu puts it that every relationship needs a gardener and a rose. <laughs> <laughs> and he would say that I, he allows me to be the rose while he is the gardener that keeps everything, you know, in good condition. And I would say that's absolutely right. What does it do to the relationship? Well, we've been married 29 years. So, you know, we're not in the first flushes of our, you know, of our, our meeting. So, there becomes a natural balance point anyway. We don't now carry work beyond work. Uh, I will in the morning when we're making our, you know, he's making his coffee and I come down to be with him before he heads to the office. I will say, oh, darling, don't forget we need to do X today or Y today. And he'll say, yeah, I'll call you on it later, whatever. And then when he's back, it's how was your day? Five minutes and we're done. Yeah. So we don't carry, we, we, we have a lot more to share, fortunately, than mm -hmm. the brand. So it works. It really does work. And I can't for the longest time remember it any other way. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. That's so interesting. 
for me to hear. And I think we're still sort of on the journey of it, really. I mean, the the thing for us that, that we find is my husband is also a firefighter. So he does sort of um, yes. two day shifts, two night shifts. And then then he has his sort of four days um, off. And I say off in, in sort of speech marks, really, inverted commas, because, um, you know, he's he's very busy with, with me running the business. He's an amazing co-parent to our two little girls, wow. too. But actually, it's quite nice that he does have that little bit of separation with the fire service. You know, he yes. it's something which um, feeds him and something which he enjoys doing in a completely different way to face yoga. And as you know, I'm very much the, the face of everything I do. And it's very much sort of my baby in lots of ways. And he's very much the, the support of it. But it also works because like you say, there's nobody that we trust more and we're both working for the same collective good on a on a on a bigger level and on a on a more personal level so i think it is a a very special a very special thing to have really if you can do something like this with a partner i do feel very blessed and it sounds like you do as well I do. And you hit it on the head, actually, because your husband enjoys firefighting. And then my husband will, though he doesn't have the work, he has hobbies that he really enjoys that are very much outside of my remit. Yeah. So, you know, he loves to play the tabla and he's done a, uh, just past his uh, second year diploma. Now he's going on to the third year. So I have nothing to do with that life. And I'm not terribly interested in it. But I love that it's his life. Yeah. Um, you know, then he'll go for walks with his friends that again, I have nothing to do with that. And I think you do need that separation. Yeah. But I love that we're together because I know that anything he says to do with the business is with my best interest in, in mind. Yeah. And um, he's a very calming force to the business. And I really, you know, he puts a lot of perspective into everything he does. And I, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it's good. But I couldn't work in the same office the same all day, if I'm honest. That would yeah. drive me insane <laughs> because, you know, we talk too much and I'd hear everything he said and I, I, my ears would prick up and think, hang on, I need to comment on that. So it works because we can be in separate. Even when we were in the same office block, I had my own office two doors down from his. Yeah. But now I work from home and, you know, we've given up one of the offices with COVID because hardly anyone's in. So, yeah, it works. It works well. That's wonderful. And I'm so intrigued about both of your journeys into Ayurveda because I know you both come, and correct me if I'm wrong, you both come from an Indian background. So I imagine you've been brought up with Ayurveda all your life. How did that passion really come to to fruition over the well the last sort of few years for definitely well Bitu's very lucky he was lucky to be born to a father who's an Ayurvedic doctor and an excellent Ayurvedic doctor I mean he he blows me away and so he was teaching Bitu yoga meditation breathing when the children were just when his children were young so Bitu was learning all those things when he was nine ten years old so he can do all the yoga poses. And I think, how does he know that? Well, it's because he learned when he was a child. And same with many aspects of Ayurveda. Bitu's never read a spiritual book in his life, but often he'll say things to me. And I and I, I say, oh my God, that's come out of that book. And he'll, oh, he hasn't read it. It's just that his father was such a, a spirit or is such a spiritual man that they just grew up with that blueprint. 
So he's very lucky. And then I was lucky to meet Bitu. And then by virtue of that, my interest grew. My mother and father practiced Ayurveda, but we didn't call it that. So when they massaged, my mum would massage my hair. It was every Friday evening. That was a that was a ritual with hair oil. She didn't call it Ayurveda. When she cooked with herbs, she didn't call that Ayurveda. She would put oil in my nostrils. And I think, what on earth is she doing? <laughs> and she'd put it in my ears. But I never questioned my mum. It was like, okay, well, I'm sure it's just being done with love because she was practicing Ayurveda. So we've always had it there. But we never fully imbued it and owned it and embraced it till probably 2012. Uh, and in 2012, so yeah, we're always practicing aspects of it, like intermittent fasting. My mum used to do that. She used to fast two days a week. And we, we would do that too. And we would do it. We would give that fast over to a god. Now, that god wasn't like we believe that you know, Durga or Lakshmi is a god. We believe that they have qualities that we want to imbue. So on that day, you're praying to imbue those qualities. That's all you're really doing. And also to be able to go without, much like Lent, you know. So anyway, we do that twice a week. My mother did that. It was because you don't want to be a slave to any uh, emotion and addiction. So you fast. Then in 2012, Bitu and I were in India. And something had happened in our life. We'd lost someone we loved more dearly than life itself and made us kind of re rethink everything that we were doing we also Bitu had lost his mother and I had lost my father to Parkinson's and we realized that all this knowledge that Bitu's father had would come and go with him and we couldn't have that happen because it's very very rich and we also wanted to keep it alive for our son so we we started to learn. We started to study and learn. And as we started to study and learn, we were going to bring Ayurveda into, first we were going to bring it into clothing. There's something called Ayurvastu, which is clothing that is dyed with herbs. Then we were going to bring it into natural perfumes. And then we said, no, you know, these things feel a bit too, um, they don't feel uh, deep enough for us. We want something that is head to toe healing. And so we decided on an Ayurvedic range of products that would make you look good and feel good and do good. Amazing. And they definitely do. And something which actually might be nice to mention at this point is exactly what Ayurveda is, because some people may be listening and maybe not even come across the concept of Ayurveda. So could you just briefly explain a little bit about what it is and how it works? Absolutely. Luckily, more and more people are coming across it. And I would say every human to some degree practices it anyway, because the name sounds mystical, but essentially it's just the science of life. It's a, it's the tools for living a, a truly healthy life. So when you go to the doctor, he may say you are healthy, but to be truly healthy means you're healthy of mind and body and soul. These are three parts that make a whole. So in Ayurveda, it's the practice of how we live our life. Like if you think of yoga, yoga is the journey of the self to the self. And Ayurveda is the journey of how you practically live a vital life. So that means the food you eat, you know, the sort of food you eat, the sort of exercise you take, the sort of meditation you do, the breathing you do, every aspect of your being. How do you know what that being is? It's not by going to a doctor five for five minutes every three months and expecting them to know. 
it's by really tuning into you. Like we are part of nature. This is why, Daniela, we describe people as very grounded people. We're describing their elemental makeup. Or we might say she's a real mother earth. That's an element of earth. She's grounded. She's stable. She's steady. She's the glue that binds people together. You may describe somebody as a bit of an airhead, quite a fiery character. Again, you're describing their elemental makeup. Now, what we say in Ivy is when you know someone's elemental makeup, you know how to work with it rather than against it. So it's about learning more about yourself, your constitution, and then working with it. And that means, you know, maybe writing a food diary, an emotion diary, a do you feel hot? Do you feel cold? Do you tend to get quite angry and heated? And um, do you get quite anxious? Uh, do you get quite lethargic? What are the characteristics that kind of define the way you operate? And once you know, you can do something about it, but don't try and be something you're not. So, I, I, you know, the way I would say it is, we're all in, incredible and you don't want Lady Gaga to become Beyonce. That would be a real shame and deprive us of Beyonce. You want to have Beyonce and you want Lady Gaga, but you want each of those characters to fully embrace who they are. So we as individuals are to fully embrace who we are. And that means being aligned with our true nature. Absolutely. And that true nature in Ayurveda is often described as a dosha. And there's three main doshas, isn't there? Could you just talk us through those three main doshas? So you have Vata people, and Vata people are governed by the energy of air and ether. Now, when you think of air, it's cold, it's dry, it's fast moving, it's spacious. And then when you think of that in the body, the body, it's everything that controls the nervous system. It's how things in the body move through those air gaps. And it's things like anywhere there's a hole, that's Vata. So, you know, you think of hearing you think of speech, you think of your reflexes in the body. These are all all controlled by Vata. So what happens when this air quality, so what happens? Okay, you go out and the air, it's really windy. What do you do? You put on a cardigan, right? So Vata people tend to feel cold. And the way to not feel cold is to have something warming. So you do the opposite of the reaction that you're getting, the yin and the yang. So Vata people tend to feel cold. They tend to be the ones that they're not in balance. They have brain fog. They jump from one subject to another. They can become quite anxious. They can find it quite hard to uh, stay asleep. But on the positive aspect of Vata, when they're in balance, if they look after themselves, they're super creative people. They get things done. They They think really fast on their feet. They learn really quickly. They're very dynamic people like the air, fast moving. Then you have the pitta people. You'll recognize them because they're quite strong in their body. They have quite sharp eyes. They have quite prominent, um, you know, quite actually Vata has prominent joints, but they have strength, vitality. They are people who are very good in positions of power, of leadership, because they're very focused and ambitious. When they're out of balance, these people they're, they're the energy of fire and water. And these people, when they're out of balance, can become quite angry. All of a sudden, they're all fine. Everything's under control. But all of a sudden, they lose the gasket and they will perhaps shout at you. And worse still, they will lose compassion for themselves. They're very, very critical of themselves. 
they will perhaps become envious of people and a little bit jealous because their expectations are just way too high. In the body, it's everything to do with transformation, how food is transformed in the body, how we assimilate thoughts and actions. And so they really have to watch that they don't become too heated. And I'm just telling you on an elementary level that they should avoid sort of when they're out of balance, avoid, you know, hot curries and anything, coffee, anything that's going to ignite that fire too much. So they want to opt for cooling foods. Then you have the kapha person who is the kind, compassionate Mother Earth character. They're the energy of water and of earth. And they don't like conflict. They're kind of quite round-bodied, voluptuous lips, voluptuous features, uh, lovely hair, glossy hair, glossy skin. They're slower to learn, but once they learn, they never forget. They love to hold on to things. They're quite sentimental. But if they're out of balance, they become quite lethargic and sad. They're the ones who are most likely to suffer from, you know, from sad in January and from just feeling like they have no energy to do anything. So if you recognize that in in someone you love and you recognize it in yourself, you then have the tools to know what to do with it. So think of of the uh, elements, think of their set points. Think of them when they're out of balance and then you want to do the opposing thing. So cover people will, uh, pitta people will get hot, cover people will get quite clammy, vata people will get quite clammy and cold. And so they want to warm their bodies. Just be very kind to themselves. Cover uh, people need to really do exercises that are going to stimulate and and get them moving because they're lethargic. Vata people want to do things that will calm them down. Pitta people want to do exercises that are non-competitive because they're already too competitive. So, you know, this, the dosha understanding, and you can see the dosha um, quiz on our website to kind of learn more about your dosha and what to do. It's quite an elementary way of knowing Ayurveda, but it's a good entry point. But if we cut all of that, What we all really want is to live a sattvic lifestyle. Now, that means that you live a balanced lifestyle where you you eat seasonal, organic, local food, where you don't overeat, where you don't, you know, over abuse yourself with alcohol. Have it, have whatever you want, but moderation. And you take exercise and fresh air and you meditate and you do yoga and you're kind and compassionate to yourself and others. So those are, this is why I say many people practice Ayurveda anyway. It's not a mystical thing. It's just the tools for living well so you feel truly healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I have always been, well, since I did my yoga teacher training many, many years ago, I've been incredibly intrigued by Ayurveda. And actually, probably my most memorable experience of it was about 10 years ago, I was lucky enough to teach face yoga in a beautiful spa in the Maldives. And there was oh, an wow. amazing, it was gorgeous. <laughs> um, oh. And I um, spent some time there with an, an amazing Ayurvedic doctor. So he was an Indian doctor. He'd done all the, I guess, the training that you know from a Western point of view to be a doctor. But as you well know, um, when you train to be a doctor in India, you also are trained in everything about Ayurveda as well. And he offered myself and Bruce, my husband, an Ayurveda session. And we were deep in the jungle. It was so amazing, other than the fact that we were getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. And he said, I would love to just talk to you both a little bit about yourselves. Now, 
he had come across me a couple of times in the spa and we'd said hello and so on, but he didn't really know me or my husband, Bruce. And he sat there in this amazing jungle and he said, okay, I'm going to start just by telling you 20 things about yourself. And he said, they're all going to be complete opposites because you are both complete opposites. And he listed 20 things that nobody would have known about how we feel, what we like to eat, how we sleep. I mean, amazing. And it couldn't have been more spot on. It was just unbelievable. And we said to him afterwards, how do you know this? And he said, I just observe. He said, I observe your hair, your eyes, your body, the way you talk, the way you move, what lights you up. And it was just such a wonderful experience. And you realise how you can learn so much about your health from understanding who you really are as a person, rather than what we tend to do so much in the West is just live life going along our way until we tend to get unwell in some way. And then we expect a medication to sort it out. And that's what I love so much about Ayurveda. So I just wanted to share that little story with you. Um, so glad you had that on. experience. Yeah. Somet sometimes, you know, I, when I do, maybe if I do training with Space NK or NET or somebody, I, when, when we have people sitting in the room, I, I can be like psychic neat because I can be a psychic anita because I can look at someone and do exactly what you said. Once you know it's not only empowering for yourself, it's empowering in how you engage with people too. Also, even, even in, in our work, for instance, I am more of a Vata Pitta character. So I jump from one creative project to the next. And if I don't have that, I, I need that. I, it's what lights me up. Bitu is a much more stable Pitta Kapha character. So he's quite happy to do those tasks that need a little bit more thought and diligence. And so once you know that in your environment, even with your children, Actually, it's really wonderful with children. You shouldn't really do it with children before they're seven because they're still developing. What we, you know, how we describe it is nature nurture. Up to that point, you know, they're, they're nature, but nurture then develops and changes your dosha. So once you know what your child's dosha is, you're not trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. You're not saying, like my parents' generation would say, darling, become a doctor. Well, no, I'm never going to be a doctor. It's, it's not who I am. Uh, you know, I need to do something that is creative. So you, and even in schools, I think it's so empowering if even teachers were to know, because they'd know how to approach that child and which which form of learning suits that child. And absolutely, as you say, it's Ayurveda is not about prevention, it's about cure. And every doctor in the West, if only they were taught both ways, we would have what we call true health because true health is not just about the superficial body it's also about the mind and the truth is when you go to your doctor for five minutes every three months you may be having a good day therefore you'll present one side of yourself or you may be having a terrible day so you'll present another side of yourself and most likely you won't present the truth because there are parts of you that are hidden that you don't want anyone to know but you know them so study them, learn them, know them and live with them and turn them around. Yeah. You have the power to do it. Definitely, completely agree with that. And something which I'm 
always really intrigued about, as you can imagine, being the face yoga expert, is how the doshas relate to our skin and to our face and how we can look and feel the best version of ourselves with that understanding of our dosha. Is there anything you could share about that by understanding whether we're, we're pitta, whether we're vata, whether we're kapha, and how we can then think about skincare, how we can think about our skin looking and feeling the very best it can? Skin is it's a brilliant question because skin is such an easy indicator of what's going on inside. You know, your eyes, if they have, you know, if they're red and and people sort of think of that as normal now, well, they're a bit red. I mean, it's just the way it is. No, it's not. They're meant to be vibrant and shine. Your skin is meant to shine. So what we're showing in our skin is, is our diet, it's our emotions, you know, it's our thought, it's everything. So Vata skin tends to be very dry. It, it tends to be dry and it lines more easily and it's very thin. So you have to watch under the eyes, especially. It's very, very thin skin. And their lips can be quite uh, dry as well. I, I'm, because I'm Vata, that's my natural set point if I don't look after myself. And I can see it. And also Vata carries worry on their face. So you can use all the cream you want. But if you are feeling anxious, there is not a cream out there that can do anything to change the look on your face. Only deep breathing, meditation, you know, being present, that's kind of the best weapon that you have. Uh, if you look at your tongue, if you're, if one is vata, this is an organ that we can see. So if you stick your tongue out in your vata and you have lots of ridges on your tongue, that's a sign of really bad digestion. That's chronic digestion issues. So that's what you need to sort out before you buy your Daniela, your product or our product. Mm -hmm. And and I would openly say that because I think, you know, we're sold a lot of product as wish fulfillment and it's not that. It starts way before that. So these things are really, for me, I think products like ours are the icing on the cake and there's yeah. no question they help. But don't solely rely on them. That's giving too much power to us. Mm -hmm. And that that's not going to help long term. So think if you're stuck on a desert island and you don't have our product, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> you, you need to rely on yourself. So yes, yeah, so Vata skin is very dry, as I say. Pitta skin can become very inflamed. They're the ones who will get the pigmented skin. They have combination skin and it can get rosacea and um, just very unpredictable skin and eczema and that sort of thing. So again, they need very cooling products that are, you know, good for sensitive skin and pitta people just, just think cool, cool, cool the whole time. And kapha skin, the way you'd recognize it is generally it's very, very nice. They're very lucky. They have nice, radiant, oily skin and lovely, radiant features. But you'll know that they're not uh, in their best when their skin looks quite uh, sullen and their skin looks kind of dull, then you know that that cover is out of balance. So for all of these um, types, you have, and I have, our brand has great skincare. And it really is. I, neither of us would be interested in selling anything that wasn't. Life is too short and potentially too long for you to live with you know, things like that. But be before they do any of that, look in the mirror, recognize what the skin is looking like, and then go deep into sorting out the internal. What's on my mind? What am I eating? What am I drinking? Yeah, what am I thinking? 
But that's how you kind of recognize it. So it's dry, combination and oily. Those are the three types. Absolutely. And pitta skin type, if you could tell us a little bit about that as well. Yes, yeah, so pit is the combination one. Pit mm-hmm. is the one with the eczema, with the rosacea, okay. yeah. with the um, quite pitted skin, mm-hmm. uh, pigmented skin, quite changeable skin, and more sensitive than any other skin type. So our rose mist has hyaluronic acid and neem and uh, vetiver and honeysuckle, and it's an award-winning uh, winning rose mist. But if I'm honest with you, because I've got Vata Pitta skin, I can't get that too close to my eyes. Because anything near my eyes, and Pitta is eyes, it's about the eyes, anything near my eyes, and uh, I feel it, like a lot of um, sunblock really irritates my eyes, that's the Pitta, so you have to watch for that, yeah, and that's how you recognise it. And I love how you talk about Vata Pitta and, and you bring in more than one dosha, because I think it's so easy to just put ourselves in one category, I mean, over the years, with everything I've learned about Ayurveda, the way I would describe it for myself is my true self is a vata, but yes. I tend to live at times in a pitta way. I hear you. <laughs> it doesn't suit you. me. It gets things done. Yes. Yep. Does yep. it suit Absolutely. my health? Does it suit my happiness? No. When I'm living more in my vata, then I feel healthy, I feel creative, I feel fulfilled. So I love how you talk Vata Pitta, you actually bring those two together because I think that's something really, really key for all of us. We don't want to just pigeonhole ourselves in that that one category and say that that's where we are because we do tend to just move fluidly, don't we, between we do. the different doshas. We do. And you, you, you've hit it on the head there because mm. I also, when I'm working, if I'm doing task-orientated things, I move into my pitta, which is not a place that I feel as comfortable. I prefer being in that vata phase. And we're all three. Like, we can't not have kapha because we, we all have water, air, and fire in our bodies. We all have those elements, but we have more of one than another. So... We are at our happiest when absolutely, as you say, we are working in our prime dosha. But we do sometimes have to move into those other doshas. And what do we do about that when it doesn't feel right? We take a step back and say, okay, I recognize it doesn't feel right. What can I do about it? These are the tools I have in my toolkit that can help me to feel better. And, you know, and now has really given all of us a chance to overhaul our life and say, actually, I was living that life because that's what was expected of me. But the life I want to live is this one. What is it in my power to change? Am I willing to change it? Do I want it enough to change it? And a lot of it, Daniel, is because of when we were born as well, how we grew up. I mean, I was uh, working in my 80s, in the 80s, rather where it was all about shoulder pads and earning lots of money and being success was all about money. So I was very goal orientated, but that's not who I am. It so goes, you know, we say goes against the grain. That goes against my grain. And I think actually even my grain, a lot of it comes from going against your grain. It's not who you are. It's not sitting well with who you really are. So you have to really think about, am I doing what I do in my day? For the people around me? Am I doing it because I need the money? Am I doing it for me? Get clear on it because there is another path. 
Absolutely. And just by having that awareness and understanding can transform your health and even bringing it back to the face and the skin can transform your face and skin as well. And you're so right in saying, you know, we can use all the products in the world, but actually there's nothing which brings out our true beauty more than living completely in our authenticity and completely in the way that suits us and the way that serves us and the way that feels right in every cell in our body. And that's when our real beauty shines through. Absolutely. And baby steps. Like mm. if, if you followed all the Ayurvedic practices that one would do in a, a day, that's called Dinacharya, Dinis Day and Charya, you know, Charya is the routine, the practices, you really wouldn't get much else done, if I'm honest. So you have to take the bits that are working best for you. So we would start, as many people start, with hot water and lemon in the in the morning. We would start with a meditation. We would do tongue scraping. We would do oil pulling, you know, which is gargling with oil. We would do a body massage. We would do body brushing, you know, meditate, all of that. Now, uh, a gratitude journal. So if you do all of that, you could be there a while. And you may, if you're working, get sacked from your job because you <laughs> you wouldn't get in till like midday. No. So and, and it's also too hard to sustain. So what you do is you say, well, you know, I've tried these things. And the thing that gives me most bliss and balance is picking these three things. And you stick to those three things. And it will make a profound difference in your life. And um, for instance, now I'm loving doing kundalini yoga. It's a very energetic form of yoga that, you know, uh, unblocks the, the, the mama points. I'm absolutely loving it. And so that's my non-negotiable. But in doing that, I've had to drop something else because you can't do it all. You set yourself up for a fall. And at this moment in my life, that's what's making the most difference for me. And doing hit is not making the most difference to me because I don't like how it feels on my knees. And so you have to adapt as you go along as well. And that, again, is about knowing yourself. When you know yourself, you'll do the right thing. And when you know yourself, you're better for the people around you. Because what I've come to realize is I'm not a good manager of people. I love my team. I think I, as you know, I hope I inspire them, but I'm not a good manager because I'm kind of either too soft or too hard. And that's not a good management style, whereas Bitu is a brilliant manager. So I now know that's not something I should really be involved with because I don't serve the people around me by doing that. And so, yeah, when you know yourself, you, you do the right thing. Absolutely. For you and for others, yeah. Absolutely. And I think if we can more live like that, we'll all feel so much better. And I love the point that you made as well about what's right for us at this point in our life because things do change. And what's right now, like you say, Kundalini is what is feeling right for you now, is what's serving you now. In two years' time, you may say, actually, that isn't right for me at the moment. Going for Absolutely. a walk in nature and doing meditation each day is my non-negotiable. That's the thing that I need to do. And I think that that okay as well because we do get so caught up in that okay so this is what is good and I feel healthy doing this so therefore I have to do this every day for the rest of my life and that isn't always the case because we change as people all the time 
you know, the seasons change, don't mm. they? The seasons change. And yes. every, every night the flowers go to bed and every morning they wake, but they, yeah. they have their seasons and we have our seasons. We have our daily rhythms too. Meditation is also my non-negotiable. And I notice on the days that I don't do it, I'm not as productive. I noticed that. So meditation, a gratitude journal, tongue scraping. I do do all these things, but they've become second nature. But body brushing is not something I do every day. Massage is not something I do every day. I don't have time every day, but I'll do a quick, you know, five minutes with our dome in the morning. But but it is only five minutes, you know, like your brilliant yoga exercises. Somebody might do one of your yoga exercises in the morning because that's the one they need rather than a whole routine and that's fine and yeah you need to adapt we're all growing and I think the worst thing we can do is hold on to what was rather than what is and that is a real you know as I was saying to you before we came on is that comparison and living in the past are the two thieves of joy that will rob you of the gift of this moment Uh, and you know, and it does no good. No good can come of living in the past. It's gone. Uh, what can be good is to, it might bring a smile on your face to say, oh, I remember that moment and how precious it was. And, you know, that brings a smile to your face. But don't think I wish I was back there because it's a futile, it's a futile way to live. Completely. Absolutely. And Anita, I was going to ask you as the last question, but you've already Mm. answered this so beautifully about your top tip for inner peace. And I feel like what you just said is completely about inner peace and feeling good. So maybe we just finish by you letting everyone know a little bit about how they can look at your beautiful products, how they can get in contact with you. If you wouldn't mind sharing that, that would be amazing. That's really kind of you. I, I feel like an infomercial now. <laughs> Not <laughs> at I all. Don't want to harp Everyone on about will be dying much. to know wh- where they can contact you. Thank you so much. So our website is called Morley, M-A-U-L-I, Morley Rituals. R-I-T-U-A-L-S dot com. You can find out a lot more about your dosha there. So what to eat, what to drink, what to look out for when you're imbalanced, you know, how to support yourself. Our products are also dosha specific, not all of them, because not all of them need to be, but some of them are. You know, we even have herbs for particular doshas as well. That's really where you can learn a lot more about us. There's a lot of free content there. I'm not suggesting you go there to buy product. I'm really not because I feel the right people will find us and the right energy will find us when they need it. So when you need it, hop over there and otherwise go there just for content because there's great content there, including beautiful Daniela doing her face yoga which we're very privileged to have had her do that so um yeah that's where you head to you can find us in Space NK on Netaporte we have treatments in the Bulgari spa in London in Milan in some spas in India and that was growing until Covid and it will grow again at the right time So that's where we are. Thank you. Thank you, Anita. You have just been an absolute wealth of knowledge and wisdom and so inspiring. So thank you so much for being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Thank you so much. And I've heard your podcasts and they are brilliant. And it's because you ask beautiful questions and you let people answer. So thank you. (laughs) Thank Thank you. 
So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.